how are you? Hello, Nana. Compliments of the season, as they say, if the season is still on. <laughs> I say Happy New Year for all of January, so Happy New Year. You're going to get it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone out there. It's a new year. Same old us, no new us. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to speak that into existence. I want to be new, so new, new year, new me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm All still the same for now <laughs> I like it, I like it So yes, yeah, so we're on episode 6 of season 6 it's A lot of 6s <laughs> <laughs> One more and we summoned the devil feel like the devils were summoned in this episode But anyway, we'll get there <laughs> This This episode was called Hop, Skip and a Week I don't get it yeah, <laughs> I was about to say like I'm just I'm gonna leave that alone because I felt like this title they were really forcing it because I was watching the episode waiting for it to like make sense. I'm like, that's it, okay, sure. But anyway, <laughs> it's a brief summary for um those of you who didn't get to watch. Carrie and Berger take a break. Charlotte tries to date after Harry. Miranda struggles with her work-life balance and Samantha turns Smith into a star. So before we get started, Tane, what did you think of the episode? It was just okay. I'm ready to be over with the burger era. I just really dislike him more and more and more. Okay. This, hmm, yeah, I actually liked the episode, but I hated everyone in it. Not everyone, <laughs> but a lot of the people in it. But I... I think it was one thing that made me love the episode, and we'll get to there. But yeah, yeah. Okay, probably also... the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So, was it Charlotte's storyline? Yes, that's what it yes. is. Honestly, yes. I don't remember the episode. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> but yes, it was. It was the Charlotte scene. It was so sweet. It could easily yes. have been corny, but the music, no, the ten out of ten. Everything was but great. Yes. It was very nice. But yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll talk about it a bit more in depth later on. So the episode um, begins with Carrie. Um, she gets an early morning jury duty summons. And Berger escorts her to the courthouse. And he, while and when he says goodbye, sorry, um, he says he's off to look at computers. And Carrie just says, oh, I thought you were going to write today. And Berger immediately gets into a mood, gets super defensive, and asks Harry if she thought he was going to sit on his ass all day and slack off. The projection is so big, like it's crazy. Yeah, so the, he really is. Do you know what? Like, I know we're gonna talk about it more. I watched the episode again, um, like before we started recording. And he just reminds me of so many terrible men I've dated. I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, people where it feels like you're walking on eggshells around constantly. It's mm-hmm. like you have to baby their ego. And I can't. I can't. Like, people like that legit, like, raise your blood pressure, make you anxious all the time. I I can't deal with people like that. And that's exactly who he is. So, I don't know. Carrie's better than me because I would have been gone. I can't deal with that kind of stress voluntarily, you know? Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so... Yep, the vibe is off, and Berger tries to kind of lift the mood, and he says to Carrie, let's do a Hollywood kiss, which is exactly what it sounds, literally him, like, bending her over backwards and kissing her, and sorry, I didn't find it cute, I don't know about you. (laughs) And just like Hollywood acting, it's fake, it's not real, so 
the metaphor is writes itself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Carrie thinks she can do her typical Carrie shenanigans and use her, oh my God, I'm a freelancer, I can't possibly do jury duty to try and get out of jury duty and she fails miserably. I mean, laugh. she tried to do it with a black woman. We don't play. Like, she's so <laughs> irresponsible. You came late, you're still looking for excuses. It's like peak white privilege. Yes, it, it was. But yeah, she fails. And then we see Miranda, who is clearly under a lot of pressure at work. And she feels immense guilt when she has to leave a crime Brady with Magda to go to work. I feel for her because that's the reality of a lot of people's lives but I'm glad that they highlighted that issue and then we see Charlotte who has joined the synagogue's um, sisterhood society I believe it was called and she's forced to navigate numerous attempts by the older women at the synagogue to set her up with their sons and once again I think you said this last episode Tane, that I really like that Charlotte isn't like a fake Jew do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah I like that and then lastly, we see Samantha and Smith taking a trip to a giant billboard for absolute vodka that she's managed to snag for him. He's completely, completely naked, guys, <laughs> with just a bottle of absolute vodka covering his dick. And he seems perturbed by how large and naked it is. But Samantha, of course, loves it. I wanted to ask you, Tane, I don't know if this was a false memory, but I feel like I remember this being a real ad when I was a teen. Do you remember it? I have that feeling too, but I'm not 100%. Yeah. It's one of those I can't believe, like, don't know if I'm mixing it up with the show in my mind or if I actually, because I'm sure I saw it in magazines, but yeah. Yeah, maybe it became like a crossover type thing, but I think they played this really well because to your point when you said he was perturbed by just how large of it all, he's like, fuck me. And Samantha's like, that's what they will all be saying. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha's actually not a serious person at all. (laughs) But yeah, so Carrie, we go back to Carrie. She's waiting in the jury duty pool with a very cast of characters. And the man next to her pulls out a mango from his briefcase. This is not relevant to the story, but it keeps coming up. So so I'm mentioning it. It is relevant. Is it? Yes. Is it relevant? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay, you can explain to me later how it's relevant. Okay. Okay, okay so then um, we cut to her and Berger at dinner, and she's telling them the story of Mango Man. And they are interrupted by Charlotte, who <laughs> says she's currently on the worst day of her life. She's literally hiding, guys. She's, like, crouched down. And, yeah, she's on a date with the son of one of the synagogue women. And she begs Carrie to rescue her with a fake emergency call. And it all goes exactly as planned, and she manages to escape her date and joins Carrie and Berger on their meal. I wanted to ask you, Tane, have you ever been bailed out or been the one bailing someone out when they were on a bad date? No, ma'am. Not ever? Right. No, I keep telling you, and I, I, I didn't really date. <laughs> I wasn't yeah, thinking okay. of dates. That's so. But has your friend asked you to call them and present? Nope. Okay. Never. Interesting. I, that, that, I used to do that a lot when we were younger. <laughs> Not me, I've been on both, like, had to call someone or... Because I'd always be, like, especially if it was, like, a first date, you know, your friend would, like, text me if it's terrible and I'll call and then you can escape. 
Yeah. But I just don't feel like people can see through it. I don't know, but <laughs> it feels like such a far-fetched thing now. Yeah. Because everyone texts, and then the yeah. social media, it just feels like getting a call would be so dramatic. And they've overplayed it on movie and TVs now that it would seem like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. I take, um, you know, I take on bridge to get everyone texts. I still prefer phone calls, so text messages stress me out but I know I'm an anomaly but (laughs) so um Charlotte says she knew it'd be a bad date because her date brought her carnations and Berger tries to defend Charlotte's date and Charlotte says they're filler flowers and then Berger asks Carrie if she would dump a guy because he brought her carnations and Carrie says no (laughs) then she then goes on to say she's only say no because she happens to like carnations, especially pink ones. And then she says she would dump a guy for wearing shoes she didn't like. Um, Berger, again, guys, he's always, always, always looking to see the worst in everything. He snippily answers, so basically guys are just fucked in an incredulous tone. And Carrie makes a kind of I'm being judged face. I was just saying, it's not that deep. Like, it's, anyway. It's not, but can we talk about it for a second? Because I was like, oh, I mean, I get where they're coming from, but women can be picky. But I always say that there's certain things, like, yeah, you can be picky. Okay, let me flesh out my thoughts, (laughs) because it sounds weird when I say it out loud. I feel like, yes, people are allowed to have their little quirks that they don't like and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like it's also a phase of life. But then I feel like if I say that, where if you're a certain age range or whatever, when you get older and it's not a thing that I'm saying that you have to settle, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just thinking that as you get older, you begin to realize the things that make for a good, healthy relationship that some, like when we were younger or when I was younger, things like, oh, this person has to have large hands, this person has to have this, this, or whatever. These are not things that contribute to a healthy relationship, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't have your preference. But if you meet something that fulfills majority of what might help or whatever, like, it it shouldn't be a deal breaker. But where's the balance between, like, I mean, I think if you're looking for, like, a sensible relationship and you break up with someone because of flowers, that's extreme. I, ju- I just don't think that makes sense. I'm just, I 100% get where you're coming from. But like I said, when I said Berger was looking to see the worst in the situation, Tane, do you seriously think if this guy was amazing, Charlotte would give a fuck if he brought her pink carnations? No. You no, know what he, I mean? No, he wouldn't. I, I think I'm talking independently of this conversation because Berger's yeah. a bitch. I don't give no, a fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm going to oh. lead into it. Okay. No, no, like just just like generally like or even Carrie saying she would she wouldn't date a guy if he was wearing you know the wrong shoes there's lots of stuff we say like you were saying ideally that we would like in a partner like he has to be tall he has this but when you meet someone you really like none of that stuff matters let's be real sure. like it's all is literally superficial surface level shit not a single thing they're talking about has anything to do with a person's character do you know what I mean That's I just true. feel like it's fun like dinner chit chat and he literally dumped on it and made it weird. And it didn't have to be weird. I think these are the things that, yes, people say, especially when we're younger, 
but then you quickly realize that once you like somebody none of that shit matters <laughs> do you know what i mean no, we were just talking like about, to have we were just talking about all the dating reality shows that i watch them all and honestly some people don't outgrow that they just cut off people like oh you do this <laughs> okay see you later oh, they still have the list like married at first sight just debuted um, the premiere, and there's a lady who has like a laundry list of things that I'm. We're all just like, what? Right down to he needs to be six to seven inches. How the hell are they supposed to know that? Oh, that's very specific. He needs to be educated. He needs to have this. He needs to have like he needs to have like a master's. He needs to like it's mm. like a long list. And this lady is in her thirties, mm. so it still exists. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the funny thing, people like that. When they meet somebody who, like, either they're super attracted to or does, like, something great, they'll conveniently forget all of that stuff, even though they'll still say he has to be this, 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 and that. I don't know. I just feel like, grow up. What are you, are you trying to marry somebody for their character or just for everything superficial? Obviously, there's stuff we like. You know me. I like very tall men. But for some reason lately, I feel like short men have been attracted to me. I need to know what's happening because I need to stop it. But <laughs> I would never date, not date someone that I like just because they're short. Do you know what I mean? If their personality was amazing. I'm not that shallow. That's what I mean. Like, there's a nice things that ideally you'd like. But if it comes down to it, I feel like you'd be very fucking stupid to make that a true deal breaker. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And also, if you guys are interested in more Married at First Sight observations, Payne has a wonderful podcast called Alter Call with her friend Aid, so you should check it out. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I know, I just realized I never plugged that here at all. Well, I'll do it for you because I really enjoy it. And I don't even watch the show, guys. I literally watch it here and there, but I enjoy the podcast. So, yeah. So, um, where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Um, Charlotte is clearly, <laughs> she's a middle, she's a middle of everything. You know, when people are arguing weirdly or the vibe is off and Charlotte definitely feels that the vibe is off. So she says, oh, she actually says none of it matters with the right guy. And then she goes on to extol Harry's virtues despite his looks. And Berger snappishly says it's because he didn't bring her filler flowers. And Charlotte says, no, it's because she loved him. Like, he's been really... It's weird, guys. He's been Bitchy. very... Yes. He's just being like an asshole. Yes, big time. And Carrie backs her up. Really, I think... I actually like that she did that. Like, she didn't let him make her feel like shit. She backs her up. And then she asked Berger not to say that to Charlotte. And Berger says he was just trying to be funny. Ugh, the fallback of every asshole I've ever met in my life. But anyway... <laughs> And then he starts listing all his imagined faults <laughs> when Carrie says it wasn't funny. And it gets even more awkward, guys. <laughs> so then the waiter comes over to take their order and Carrie asks the waiter to please make sure there's no parsley in her food as she's allergic. Berger again snottily says she's not allergic with a heavy implication that she's being difficult. And Carrie says that if she doesn't say she's allergic, Parsley always finds his way onto her plate and then she feels bad because she has to send it back. And sorry, this really hit for me because I fucking hate cilantro. And it was really annoying because people who love it don't understand because apparently it's a genetic thing. It does not taste the same to me like it does to everyone else. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, literally three days ago, I had dinner with a friend 
And again, um, the woman told me whatever I was getting came with a side of coleslaw. And for some reason in America, they put, I always see cilantro in the coleslaw. So I'm like, does it have um, cilantro in it? She's like, oh, no, it doesn't. Lo and behold, it came and it did. So sometimes I too lie and say I'm allergic to it because people just think you're being picky. <laughs> and it's like, it literally ruins a dish for me. It makes everything taste like soap to me. And so I get it. And he was just being so annoying. But anyway, sorry, you were saying. <laughs> no, I was, I mean, you've given me perspective on that because I was torn on that where it's mm-hmm. like going all that. But I'm just like, what are the chances you're going to see the waiter again and all of yeah. that? If you're just seeing allergic, like, yep. I see how it could irk you, but are you going to die if you just go along with it now? Yes. So just let it be. Yeah. No, nah, it really hit for me because this is literally every day. Like, my friends, like, it becomes a point where they're like, uh, no cilantro, because I always ask, because they always tell you no, and it's always on the fucking plate, always, <laughs> so I get it, but yeah, Burger still won't let it go, guys, and he makes it so awkward that Charlotte literally bounces, <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte is like, I did not leave a bad day to come join another yes. so see ya. <laughs> She literally lies and runs the hell out of there. And I don't blame her because it's so awkward. (laughs) So on their cab ride home, it's still awkward, guys. And he accuses Carrie of putting him down in front of her friends. And is clearly itching to fight. In my head, I'm thinking, you do that all by yourself, honey. But yeah. So Carrie says, this isn't working. And Berger quickly agrees and says that they should take some time apart. Which shocks the hell out of Carrie. Before I continue, Tane, what did you take from Carrie saying this isn't working? Because to yeah. me, it sounded like she was saying the same thing, but how shocked she was when he's like, yeah, we should take some time apart. Maybe yeah, a bit I confused. Mean, what else could she mean? Yeah. This isn't working. You mean the dinner? I mean, I don't get it. Like, it's just. That's food. Cool. So it should be the relationship isn't working. And I mm-hmm. think. Was this later? I Sorry, I mixed my timelines. There was a point where she admitted I should break up with him, right? Was it yeah, later? Yeah, that's way later, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's on this episode. I thought it was a previous episode. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think there was any other way to interpret it. But I will say this. This was the point where I contemplated where I'm like, I think Berger might be the worst of Carrie's boyfriends. Oh my gosh, Tane, I had the exact same thought. When I watched the episode, I'm like, I generally think he's number one. And I think he's worse than Big. I yes! do. I was missing Big. I was like, yes. I would pick Big because at least Big sometimes has a sense of humor and he's mm-hmm. not a bitch. Like, this is ridiculous. And he's just like, a terrible human. Yes. And I feel like Burger most of the time makes Carrie feel like shit. I said Big is 50 50, but Burger, I'd give him 90 10. Seriously. Well, also, here's the difference. Big makes Carrie feel like shit. Sometimes not on purpose. Burger does it on purpose. He yes. knows that he's hurting her and he wants to. That's his goal. Yes. Do you know what Burger, and I, maybe I'm projecting, I probably am projecting. He reminds us there's a certain type of guy. They're not an alpha male, kind of a beta male. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they feel, I feel like their whole lives, they go around punishing people for them not either not being more popular <laughs> or be more successful do you know what I mean yeah. it's like it's everyone's fault but theirs and they must pay for it some way so in again I'm projecting but he probably wasn't like the most popular guy in school and 
in his head, Carrie was one of the cool kids. So I just feel like he's, they spend their whole lives like, punishing people for things they feel like they should have had growing right. up. And it bleeds out, even in, in the relative success of their novels, all of that. I think he's a very small, petty, like, dick of a man. And you need to stay far away from people like that because they will make you pay. They'll, you will never be happy with someone like that, ever. I, I agree. Oh, so I just really dislike him. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, he says they should take some time apart. And then Carrie's like, what the hell? And then he refuses to even have a proper discussion with Carrie about it. It says he needs some distance and about a week to think. And then he says he'll call her when he gets back and zooms off in the cab after dropping her off. Yeah. No time to even discuss this, guys. It's just the kind of man he is. So the next day, Carrie's telling the ladies about it at lunch. And Charlotte says a break isn't always a bad thing. And it can be it can be the thing that stops you from saying the thing you wish you could take back but can't. I mean, yeah. that's if you mean like a break, like we're fighting, I'm going to go back to my apartment tonight, I'm going to do that, but not like a break from the relationship. No, mm-hmm. that's different. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm still a bit <laughs> not to go all Ross and Rachel we were on a break, but I feel like I've never been a fan of I feel like I'm one of those people I feel like a break is a breakup. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. So Carrie says it's a hop, skip and a week from a breakup. So yeah, that's where we get our title, guys. Uh, so clever. <laughs> I'm just like of all the things in the episode, that's what you chose to name the title after. Okay, sure. So Samantha offers Carrie some profound wisdom and says Carrie needs to stop frowning. She doesn't even say frowning, guys. She actually just frowns. <laughs> and the test of a good relationship is whether you're more smiley face or more frowny face. And she literally does the faces instead of saying them. And she says they can make fun all they want, but a bump in the road is never good. And you shouldn't wait around to find out how not good. So yeah, there you have it. Carrie says it sucks waiting around all day to see if Berger will choose her and feels and it feels like jury duty. And Miranda, like with the best ex- advice, best, best, best advice, says to Carrie, she should consider what she wants because all she's heard so far is what Berger wants, what he needs, blah, 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 blah. But Carrie needs to consider what she wants. And I feel like that's it. End of story. Finito. What else we need to talk about, you know? I could never connect more to my darling Miranda than ever. Because <laughs> every time I'm in a position where I'm talking with a friend and they ask all these things, I always ask, what do you want? The conversation, mm-hmm. I think maybe women are wired that way. Where it's like, oh, but he but he said, mm-hmm. what do you want? You have agency. Exactly. We spend so much time trying to decipher what this means, what that means, mm-hmm. whatever, but never what we want. Exactly. Exactly. So carries that jury duty once again and gives us the question of the week. In a courtroom, the jury decides the outcome. In a relationship, the victims have to decide their own fate. How can two people mired in the mess ever figure it out? Do we need distance to get close? Feel like I know your answer, but yes or no, Tane? No, I'm not a believer in the break. Like if you need distance, that's already a thing because then you're really with someone you want to be with them <laughs> lots yes. of distance 
I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yes, I fully, yeah, I'm with you there. And I do try to be fair because I am aware that we all live different lives and we all have different experiences. And I do know there's some people who've like given each other time and gotten back together stronger. But I feel like those instances are far fewer than the rest. You know what I mean? Like than the average, I should say. So, yeah, I do think it's an anomaly. Most of the time, if you genuinely need that much distance from someone, you're just better off going in your own separate directions, in my opinion. Also, Nana, those were breakups. Yeah. Breaks. Yes, so, yeah. You had a breakup where you got to do your own thing, you got to... Because what does even a break mean? Can we date during the break? Yeah. What are yeah. we doing? Just not speaking? Why do we call it a break? Yeah. You're, like, holding speech hostage from your partner. Yeah. That's what we're calling a break. <laughs> That's all valid points. Because again, like you said, if it's just taking some time apart so you don't call each other all kinds of bitches and hoes and then you can't walk it back, that's different, right? Than actually taking like a full break. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. So Miranda is blindsided at work when she's told that her home life is starting to affect her ability to handle her caseload. And it's got Rosemary DeWitt in that scene, but that's her name, right? Rosemary DeWitt? I was forgetting her name. And um, it's, it's her and um, her boss. And they say that it's been difficult with the new baby. And Miranda, extremely professional, at always, as always, says it won't happen again. And then as she's leaving, she reminds them that she was back at work on a Monday when her mom died. And again, guys, me just reminding you in case you don't know, you don't owe work shit. I'm saying those people will not hesitate to roll you out of the door if you died at your desk, okay? So Even when you don't die, you yes. just be pushed out. Use your PTO, mm-hmm. take your mental health breaks, use your time. Yes, your work is not your family, no matter how much they like to tell you they are, but yes. So Samantha and Smith are at a bar, and he is moping and being a right miserable Mary and complaining about all the different people in his life getting onto him for the billboards. And then a group of gay men come over and ask him if he's the absolute hunk. And then they say they're huge fans. They're clearly very gassed to see him. Samantha is excited and says that her plan is working because first come the gays, then the girls, then the industry. And you know what? I 100% agree with her, just from my experience. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of my gay friends, they were onto like all the you know especially musicians like lady gaga all of that before they blow up like with the rest of us you know yeah they made me laugh so tastemakers apparently (laughs) so charlotte goes on yet another blind date but the man is clearly gay (laughs) and she's about ready to give up but one of the synagogue ladies convinces her to give her son a chance at the single and mingle night they're going to hold at the temple And she actually shows her a picture of him and he does look, like, not ugly. So, yeah. So, Miranda has yet another day of missing Brady's bedtime with a side helping of really strong judgment from Magda. Magda really gets on my nerves sometimes, sorry. Uh No, that's her role, but sometimes I really want to, like, oh, she's so irritating. And then, as if this episode needed more terrible men, Carrie gets a call from Big... (laughs) (laughs) who like Tay said seems like an angel in comparison to Berger and she of course tells him that things are bad with her and Berger because Carrie never knows when to keep her mouth shut me too 
Me too, Tane. Me too. Because I'm like, why did you tell him that? And to be fair, she does say she shouldn't have told him that. She doesn't know what she did. But yeah. And Big rightly ask her what they're taking a break from when they haven't even been together that long. <laughs> I'm like, this is what you get for telling this man your business. Because you know that's what's going to come out of his mouth. But yeah. And then she weirdly decides to rent a car, guys, to go and see Burger. And then literally she drives maybe three meters out of the um, leasing rental. So I don't know what I was saying, leasing rental place. And then immediately rethinks it and literally reverses. So she's just paid the rental fee for nothing. And she's with Miranda explaining the situation. And Miranda's patiently listening to her and reminds Carrie that even though she likes Burger, Carrie has really tried with him. And so she can't really feel bad. And then Carrie lists Berger's good attributes. And Miranda looks as convinced as I am. <laughs> she even lists his Hollywood kiss, guys, as one of his positive attributes. I'm like, talk about scraping the barrel. But yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah. Carrie finally sees the truth, the writing on the wall, because, girl, you're really trying here. And she admits that, yeah, she's got to break up with him. And then Magda comes in to give Brady to Miranda. And he's Sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, sorry, I was going to say, I just liked when she talked about the Hollywood kiss and Miranda says, you need a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it made me laugh as well. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah. Oh, Carrie. Um, yeah, so Amanda, yeah, Magda comes in to give Brady to Miranda and he starts wailing when Magda leaves and it further adds to Miranda's feelings of inadequacy. And I just want to think, look at all of this, how hard she's working, all the guilt she's carrying, only for you in 20 years to have him masturbating and leaving his ah! sex on the floor with his useless girlfriend in your house. But, yeah. <laughs> all the struggle. Yes. So the next day, Miranda negotiates with her boss to cut her hours to 50 hours a week, which blew my mind because I'm like, what were you doing before? And then we see that she's added pictures of herself to Brady's baby model so he doesn't forget her in the time she's not able to be around. So that's her um, way to compromise. And I love that they added the part that, yeah, sometimes she wouldn't be around, but hey, she was going to be around more. Because that's life, isn't it? At least she's trying. And Smith and Samantha are once again, again out and about when... They see that somebody has defaced one of his posters to change it to absolute asshole. He once again starts to complain and bitch that everybody hates him. He's such like, oh, so sensitive. But Samantha is having none of it and tells him that he's going to need a much thicker skin to succeed as an actor. And she's 100% correct. And he's then rushed by a gaggle of very young girls who are very like, oh, my God, it's the absolute hunk. And Samantha tells him, what did I tell you? First the gays, then the girls. And then we get a voiceover telling us that just a week later, Smith was offered a role in Gus Van Sant's new movie. And he accepted. So as usual, Samantha's right. One thing about her, she knows her work, right? I mean, she was questioning herself for a second. Yeah, for a sec, for a sec. She was just saying just in a nickel time. But honestly, even the question of herself, I actually I have faith in her that she would have figured something out. <laughs> I really do. She doesn't really tend to fail at work. So yeah. 
So Charlotte is at the mixer and she's talking to the son of one of the synagogue ladies. He's played by Olivia Benson's husband. I always forget his real name. Oh, he's in Younger as well. I think he's Charles in Younger. But yes, he is handsome and he's. Is everything... he Mariska Hagate's husband? Yes, yes, he is. That's why right, sorry, I called her Oliver Benson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's him. Um, Yes, and he like went to Yale. He's like perfect on paper. Charlotte's really not feeling it, and she's honest with him and says she's just not looking to meet anyone new because yeah, she's not over Harry. And David is like, okay, sure. Like he <laughs> seems very understanding. And then he says, want to go back to my place? <laughs> and Charlotte is like, no. <laughs> I mean, he was honest. They always say, just be honest with your intentions. Oh, no. Hey, and honestly, she may have said this. You never know, right? 50-50. Maybe she'll not be looking for a reason to take her mind off things. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, Charlotte overhears um, two women complaining that everyone there is ugly and the only hot guy... Actually, they said everyone there is either bald or fat and the only hot guy at the mixer just left. And when Charlotte hears bald, she... Starts looking around, hoping that is going to be her Harry. And then the lock eyes across the room. And then she goes over to him and he says, of all the synagogues and all the cities, you have to walk into mine. Guys, it sounds so cheesy. But I was, oh, oh it made my heart a flutter. All my rom-com dreams come true. And then Charlotte tells him that how sad she's been because she just realizes how much she loves him. And she doesn't care if he ever marries her. All she really, really, really wants to do is to be with him. <sighs> Sorry, it's just so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says to him if he'd call her sometime to ask her out again. And then he says that wouldn't be good enough. And then he gets down on one knee and proposes to her. <sighs> and Charlotte says yes. And then they kiss and everybody claps for them. Sorry, guys. It's literally like the most romantic bit of sex in the city I've ever seen but it had me teasing so this scene alone made this episode really good for me so not to poke holes but was Harry just walking around with a ring everywhere uh, I mean, you know I genuinely think he came there to um because he knew she was going to be there well I think on upon looking again I don't think there was a ring oh do you know what because right. I, I don't remember a ring yeah so maybe he got it later I mean, I yeah. haven't noticed that there was no ring, but I have no recollection. No, you're right. I did because I think I just saw, yeah. But I do think he definitely came there looking for her. So, well, that he I knew mean, who was going to be there. He had bought a ring when she yelled at him. So the good news is he didn't return it, so he had hope. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those two crazy kids. Those two are definitely hands down of all six um, seasons we've watched so far. They're my favorite relationship by far. Even and just like that, because clearly they're the only ones still, you know, worth a debt. <laughs> I just I don't know if, you've, if you've seen the article this week, um, Candace Bushnell, who wrote the book, where they asked her if she's big or Aiden, and she's like, every time I get asked that question, my answer is Harry. <laughs> yes, she's a real one. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. Aiden to me was the biggest shock because I'd always like, oh my God, I love Aiden, love Aiden. And watching it, it genuinely made me hate him. I'm sorry. <laughs> because I'm like, how are you going to let Carrie Bradshaw run you around like this? Like, grow a pair. <sighs> anyway, 
So we're back at jury duty and the mango man uh, pulls out a coconut out of his briefcase. And Carrie, and I wanted to hit my head against a brick wall and said, because Berger is the only one in the world who would find this amusing, she's going to give it another chance. I'm just like, how did we get here? How? Did you just not have a conversation with Miranda and you realise, yeah, there's nothing worth saving and a flipping coconut convinces you to give it another chance? Like, are you serious right now? But that's why I'm like, it was important to the story because this is a story of many a woman is picking out the little things. Because, I mean, let's not deny, the one thing she and Berger had was the banter. Yes. So it's one of those things, like, that's something that they shared. And she's just, and when we tend to romanticize things and we're looking for the good and we're like, oh, this is the only person I could tell this that would get it. Everybody else has needs, like, a long explanation or would be like, uh, okay. So... It's thinking that you can't, I mean, I feel like I've been in past situations where I'm like, yeah, I'm never, nobody's ever going to get me or get this situation like this person. Yeah. And I think that's where she was. But the thing about this is, yes, that may be true, but the big question is knowing when the good outweighs the bad and vice versa. And my thing is, I think I would have been more um, receptive to it if he hadn't literally just gone through all of this with Miranda. Like, I'd understand, you know, before when she's like, oh, I'm not sure, blah, blah, blah. And then that happens and you're like, OK, I'm going to give it another chance. But you've literally just resolved to end it. And it's if you're, I wish those scenes had been reversed, if it makes sense. I don't know. It just this is realistic, though. It is realistic. You're right. Yeah. You are right you're standing there. in power with your friend. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then and you're like, so you're back. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. We see Berger, um, he's come to Carrie's apartment with a bouquet of pink carnations. And he tells her, I love you. And he'd like to try again. <sighs> Carrie hugs him and then tells him about the jury duty guy. And she seems deliriously happy. And uh, yeah, they look very happy together, guys. And then they go to bed. But the next morning, Carrie wakes up alone. And Berger isn't there in the apartment. And she gets out of bed, looking around her apartment, wondering what the hell's going on. And then she sees that Berger has left a post-it note on her laptop that says simply, I'm sorry, I can't. Don't hate me. Carrie looks at it in disbelief. And then she sees the pink carnations in a vase. And then she knocks them off the table, they crash to the floor, and then the episode ends with the drip, drip, drip of the water falling out of the vase onto the floor. And that's how the episode ends, guys. So, you said it, I did not realize or I missed that he came with the carnations. Yes, yes. I thought he left it with the post-it in the morning because my notes and I quote says wait this motherfucker brought carnations and broke up with her with carnations so that makes it a little bit it's not good but it makes it better for me oh really I think it makes it worse because you brought it (laughs) you came there clearly guessing her up do you know what I mean 
It's not like she called him, by the way, because remember she'd contemplated calling him and said she was going to. But he showed up at um she showed up at her apartment out of the blue with pink carnation, something she specifically says she loves, saying, Um, I love you, let's give it another chance. Like, why did you do all of that? Like, what happened in the middle of the night for you to change your mind? Because clearly nothing happened. Do you know what I mean? I just think he's really cool. He really is. He should just stay the fuck away from her. I'm getting so angry thinking about it again. People like that are wicked. Which is, again, what I was saying. Again, maybe me projecting. That type of man are very dangerous. They'll patiently wait to get their lick back because they have all these perceived faults in their head and they're waiting to punish you in every single way of form. It just seemed especially cruel to me. Because how how would, how would did you not do that on purpose? And you sneak out in the middle of the night. Do you know what even sent me over the edge? It wasn't even that I'm sorry, I can't. It was the don't hate me. It's always the biggest fuck idiots who add the don't hate me. Why did you even add that? Like, that would have sent me over the edge. I can't even lie to you. I can't. So, it never even occurred to me that he did that on purpose. I just thought he was wishy-washy again. Mm, okay, it probably was. Probably was. But it still doesn't absolve him of his shitty-ass character, in my opinion. Because once again, you didn't even have a conversation with her. You literally snuck out like a thief in the night. Like the pussy that you are. Like, be serious. Nah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I really hate this man, guys. I'm sorry. Sorry. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's definitely number one. <laughs> the worst boyfriend list for me. I cannot deal with him. And I hope we never see him again. So I don't want him to pop up in episode, I don't know, 12 or whatever. I just never, ever want to see this man again <laughs> on my screen. So, yeah. <sighs> but, yes, do you have anything else to add, Tane? No, ma'am. Okay, can you please tell the people where they can find us? Yes, you can find us at the Rewatch Times 2. That's T-H-E-R-E-W-A-T-C-H. X, the number 2. That's our handle on Instagram, our handle on Twitter. You can send us an email with the Rewatch Times 2 at gmail.com. And please give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts, particularly on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps us out and we'd really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much again for joining us. We're back after our Christmas break. We all hope you had a great end of year and a wonderful start to the new year. And then we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.